Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to TIBCO's Ask the SOA Expert podcast. I'm your host, Rob Meyer. The purpose of this podcast series is to give you best practices and solutions to help you be successful with SOA. Now, today's podcast is about Service Component Architecture, or SCA. It's a set of specifications that were recently submitted to OASIS. With us today to talk about SCA is Scott Vorthman. He's a principal architect at TIBCO. Scott's been working on tools and platforms now for 16 years, and among other things, has been working on both the SCA and the JBI, or Java Business Integration, specifications. Scott, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Scott, can you give us a basic explanation of what SCA is? The core idea of SCA is to standardize the way that distributed applications are developed, distributed applications specifically for heterogeneous enterprise computing environments. The primary focus of SCA is to decouple the implementation of your services, your business logic, from the particular details of configuring them, getting them to talk to each other via various communication technologies, distributing them to your network topology, et cetera. This means that the tools that an SCA user, an architect, would use give the architect kind of a bird's-eye view of the distributed application, its individual components, the connections between the components, without necessarily making him focus on the details of how those components are implemented, how those connections are implemented. And who's involved with the SCA specifications? SCA is a set of specifications put together by a consortium of 19 members with key involvement by IBM, Oracle, SAP, BEA, and TIBCO, and a large number of others. And what's going to happen now that these specifications are being handed over to OASIS? Well, it's always been a plan of the consortium that SCA would be truly standardized, that is, handed over to a standards body, and OASIS was deemed the appropriate selection there. The SCA consortium has already, of course, put in a great deal of work to construct a complete, refined set of specifications that hold together and are technologically consistent. But now it's appropriate to give the ball to OASIS in order to take the ball across the goal line. It's widely recognized that standardization, of course, requires a true standards body, and also that the process of standardization requires an attention to details of conformance, compliance, some rigorous definitions that aren't necessarily possible in the early phases of development. What's changed with the specifications in the last nine months since the last set of announcements? There's been a great deal of refinement of all of the specifications that existed at that time, the 0.9 specifications, notably in the areas of the web service bindings, the JMS binding specification. The Java implementation has gained a great deal of strength. Some new specifications and white papers have been developed, notably the spring implementation specification. The EJB binding, I believe, is a white paper, and the BEPL implementation specification. But probably the most profound changes have been in the assembly model itself. The assembly model is now what we call fully recursive. This means that a distributed application can be assembled out of component pieces to any level of detail. Any particular component in this implementation can itself be further implemented by another composite application, by finer-grained pieces, if you will. This gives the architect a lot of power in terms of composing applications. It also encourages good practices in terms of building individual components, individual bits of business logic in very focused ways. So it sounds like there's been a lot of work on supporting different languages and on supporting the whole assembly and making it more recursive so that you can really compose applications together. How will developers and architects 
use SCA? Let's go down a little bit into more detail. For developers, they basically have a set of annotations that they can use to effectively decorate their Java code or their C++ code or their PHP script and say, this is the metadata about my service implementation. This is the contract it exposes. This is the WSDL interface, if you will. These are the other services it requires, etc. That's very powerful. But I think the more profound change that SCA brings about is empowering architects. It lets them have a standard way of assembling a composite application that might span heterogeneous technologies. It might span a distributed network topology. It might include several different ways of communicating between services, lots of different technologies, and yet the architect can see all of this in one picture and understand the interrelationships very well. Without having to worry about all these technology details underlying the services. Exactly. What's TIBCO doing with SCA? When we were developing Active Matrix, we, of course, needed to build out a metadata model for services, their interactions, etc., across different languages and platforms and technologies. Well, when SCA came along, we quickly recognized that this was effectively a standardized version of what we were doing, and so we adopted it. We actually changed the product to take on an SCA character. We're strongly convinced, of course, now that this was the right approach. ActiveMatrix Service Grid, which is our service virtualization platform, uses the SCA concepts to integrate Java and .NET and other technologies. Underlying this is our strength in enterprise messaging, and that's one of the beauties of SCA is that it enables vendors to add their value underneath the covers since it abstracts away from the communication details. Given where SCA is today, what's your recommendation for architects and developers listening about SCA? Should they be using it today? How should they get ready for it? There's not really any products out today that I'm aware of, but they can certainly start getting ready. I fully expect that the major vendors in our integration industry are moving toward SCA quite strongly. I think the first thing that they can do is to read the white papers, etc., available on osoa.org. Don't necessarily have to learn every detail of the SCA assembly model, but certainly the coarse grain details will be very helpful. It's basically a great way to look at the way you're constructing your distributed applications. If anyone is already involved in SOA sort of architecture, then they've probably already done this, but it's a good idea to catalog their existing services and the interfaces they expose, the technologies they use, and perhaps even capture this information in SCA metadata because all of those endpoints will be immediately available to SCA applications once you have the WSDL available or the other metadata. Probably the most important thing is to implement services with the SCA mindset. Now, this is really the same dependency injection sort of approach that is taken by Spring. This says, write your Java code in a way that does not assume much or, if possible, does not assume anything about the context it's running in. Don't tie it to particular messaging technologies and APIs. Don't tie it to particular assumptions about what services are available. Don't do lookups. Don't call out to find services. The Spring approach is to write what they call Spring Beans with dependency injection in mind. And if this approach is taken, this Java code will be readily adapted to SCA. Another important thing is to realize that the SCA definitions of interface metadata involve Java as an alternative, involve WSDL as an alternative, and these are interoperable. 
And the way these interoperate, basically the way that a WSDL port type or interface relates to a Java interface is that defined in the JAXWS specification. SCA makes reference to that spec. Therefore, if you do have existing services that are written in Java and you want to expose them with web services, go ahead and apply the JAXWS tools to generate WSDL from them. Those services should be just ready to use in an SCA runtime. Great. Well, thanks for all that information, Scott, and thanks for being here today. My pleasure, Rob. That's Scott Forthman, Principal Architect at TIBCO. I'm Rob Meyer. Thanks for listening to TIBCO's Ask the SOA Expert podcast.